Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency. They do great work. They are headed by one Jennifer Carstensen. She's fantastic at what she does. We'll take the miraculous, or what you think is miraculous, make it the everyday occurrence. Was the case for me, and was the case recently for the Vanamans. Uh, they listened to us singing Live Love's praises on the air. We're so grateful that they did. Made the call. 625-5200. Other agents were telling them, we can't help you. Can't sell that home. Mm-mm. Can't do anything with it. Jennifer said she would 100% sell the home and help them find their dream home as well, and that's how it went. She makes it as simple as one, two, three. That's what I appreciated for about her. Uh, I had tried to go the hard route. Didn't enlist the help of an agent when I bought the home, so I was in a spot. She bailed me out. Had us happy, helped us find our dream home. Did it for the Vandermans as well. Has done it for just about everybody we've sent over to her. You can be next, 625-5200. Again, 625-5200 is the number. Make your first call your best call. It's the Live Love Memphis, Live Love Nash, and Live Love DeSoto teams at the Real Estate Agency. On Mondays, around this time, I get on my big grain eight. I pat out some burgers like I used to do at the Memphis Country Club, and I season them with respect. Let's do that now. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show to respect burgers. Sizzling respect burgers served hot and fresh from Jason and John. His name, if you hadn't heard it, need to get used to it. Familiarize yourself with it. Is Danny left hand to God Barlow. We had him on <laughs> at the end name. of 2023. Respect. Westwood High great graduate, name. one of Westwood's finest. Play a little basketball for him, too. We had him in here in studio, and that was after he had won the Dana White Contender Series to get himself a legit UFC contract. Won that by beating another Memphian, by the way. A uh, fight we all went crazy about, and it was a quick one, too. Uh, Danny's left hand, as the nickname would indicate, is, uh, is, a, is an ender, a fight ender. And on Saturday, he remained unbeaten, scored one of UFC's Highlight UFC 298's highlight moments uh, from the story, as the story I'm reading called it, uh, overcame a, you're not going to believe this, broken arm (laughs) to win. So I'm pretty sure, and we'll hear the audio on this, but I'm pretty sure Danny broke his right arm and still finished this man off with his left. That man, Josh Quinlan, uh, did it Saturday again out in Anaheim. Uh, His welterweight match with Quinlan was the third fight of the night of UFC 298. Again, it was ahead of the pay-per-view portion of the show, like we mentioned. was Barlow's first fight ever in the UFC after graduating from that contender series uh, late last year. Here's the audio from his win and his talk with Joe Rogan. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with the winner, Danny Barlow. Danny, that is how you make a splash in a UFC debut. How good did that feel? Man, I feel good, man. We here to stay, man. For real. Left hand of God, baby. 
Memphis, Tennessee, but I feel beautiful, baby. Danny, you look fantastic. You were using fantastic distance and a lot of flying knees. It was a real good fight until the third round when you closed the show. Oh, uh, yeah, man, like I said, we came here to scratch it out, man, show some, put some real work in, make our UFC debut. Uh, hey, a time worth living. We had fun, we did, we came out to do what we came out here to do, but finish the fight. It's good we got the fight. Finish like we already played. It's a blessing, bro. Well, Danny, take a look at the big screen. I want you to see this because it was absolutely beautiful. Once you found the spot, you landed a big left hand and started teeing off with just accurate shots. I mean, props to Quinlan because he's tough as nails. He kept trying, but man, you were so accurate tonight. Man, it's hard to finish people that have never been finished before. You kind of like got to teach the old dog new tricks. Hey, I broke my arm in the first round. I ain't tell my coach. But hey, man, I just, hey, Ben broke my left hand too, so it's good, man. We can't, we still got the job done with the left. Hey. You, you broke your arm when? The first round. Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, Danny, phenomenal performance. Heal up. Can't wait to see you again. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. Hey, shout out to Memphis, Tennessee, man. All glory, my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, bro. Hey, man, we here to stay, man. Hey. Shout out to my team, Law School, my man. Yeah, I love y'all, man. Memphis here to stay, baby. Let's go. This is going to shout out to him, So good. He's so it, good. Man. You hear how shocked Rogan was when he told him about the arm? Yes. And he did it in the first round. I believe the TKO came in the third. I mean, it's one thing to have the, the, the hand, which it sounds like he broke that, it too. Did, I thought I heard that, but I yeah. won't break. He said he broke the his left, left hand. hand as he well. He said the left hand. But, you know, you're wrapped there, so you can kind of get away with it and you're doing grappling. But, I mean, the, the, the left arm is, I mean, that's gruesome. But if, if amazing. You if you hadn't seen the highlights, the way he was chasing Quinlan around oh. with that and then dropping just that left fist He was hammering him. him. He did the hammer. Hammering yeah. him down. Just, it, what a fighter. And you're doing that. You're going after that guy with a broken <laughs> right arm, but with that le- still level of intensity like you're not hurt at all. Um, pretty amazing. Nuts. And then he, you know, and we picked up on this when we had him in studio, like, and y- y- there has to be sort of an it factor too. There has to be when you're yep. when you're doing these interviews, when you're not in the fight, a draw. You know, whether it's the way you talk, whether it's your swagger, whatever it is. And I don't know if it's his if it's his Memphis main or what it is. But he's got that energy. He's got it, and you could hear the energy go Ugh. go up when he started shouting out Memphis and everything, talking. You know, um, great. Yeah, talking that Memphis talking. Wasn't uh, nervous and talking either. I mean, he can get it done. No, man. I think I think that dude is here for a purpose, and mm-hmm. it's to climb up the ranks of the UFC. Yep. I really do. Undefeated, super athletic as a pro, dude. Man. Undefeated right now, sitting in A and O. But this was his first big time Ooh. fight uh, for UFC 298. Again, I, I, I my prediction is that he will continue to rise up the ranks, and he will be on the paid portion of these pay-per-views Heck yeah. here soon, especially with the show that he puts on. So, uh, Danny, left hand to God Barlow, congratulations. You earned the respect, brother. Ain't no question about it. You all, you all, you had all our respect as it is, yep. but you showed the rest of the world on Saturday that you are a star in the making. Moving on. Respect. We'll give a respect burger to one Dame Lillard. You got to. Dame yep. time. He was on all, all weekend long. Was his eighth all-star appearance, but his first time, as we mentioned, being named as a starter. And he becomes the first player since MJ, Brad, back in our days, wow. 88, to win a skills contest and the all-star game MVP in the same weekend. Mike obviously won that dunk contest and then All-Star MVP in the same year. This was Dillard's second straight three-point contest win, so it was back-to-back, and in doing so, he became the first repeat winner of the contest since 07-08. It's a name I hadn't heard in a long time. Jason Capono, probably in terms of the least accomplished guys that have won multiple uh, three-point shooting titles, NBA three-point shooting titles, 
Capono won in 0708. Capono could shoot that yep. thing, but when you're on the list in terms of multiple winners with Larry Bird, uh, Mark Price, Peja Storyakovich, Craig Hodges. Uh, oh, your guy. Actually also went back-to-back yeah. before he, old Craig got blackballed. What uh, year was that, by the way, with, with Craig? I don't have Craig's year in front of me. It's got to hide me to put no, you on the spot. I, I, I mean, Craig I is probably It like, would have been, early, it been it 90s, I would have Craig played. Hodges. Might have been late 80s or early 90s, but it's, it would have been right there. Three point. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in 90, 91, and 92. There it is. Three in a three row. Three straight. He won three straight in 90, 91, and 92. I think he did one of those without a... Or maybe it was when he came back and didn't win, but at some point he just had an NBA jersey on because yep. they invited him back and he didn't have a didn't have a team. Great. He was a lot like uh, yeah. like like Mac McClum, although back then wasn't no G League. Um, uh, we mentioned Dame in the All Star game uh, went for thirty nine in that one, hit a couple of half quarters, two eleven one eighty six. He uh, helped the East win that game. Listen, mm. Dame Lillard. I've always respected him. I respected the loyalty to Portland. There was a little bit there where it got, you know, uh, started a little bit frustrating where the, you know, I want to be traded stuff. You wondered if he was handling it the right way. But the thing is, man, the dude has always brought it. And in this case, in his first start, yeah, he wanted to go after something. So, if you, anyway, I'm like he said, if you can put yourself in a sentence that uh, uh, the only other player it includes is Michael Jordan, you know, back to 88 winning a, Winning a dunk contest and one of the skills contests, mm-hmm. excuse me, uh, one of the skills contests and the All-Star MVP, you're, uh, you deserve all the credit, all the respect in the world. And one more uh, one more accomplishment for him with 11 three-pointers Sunday night, Dame joined Steph Curry and LeBron James as the only player with 40-plus career threes in the NBA All-Star game. Wow. Steph has 51 total threes. Dame at 42, LeBron sitting at 41, James Harden is fourth at 39. So he's moving up that list. Uh, Going to be hard to catch Steph, though. Steph keeps doing it. Yeah. Seems like their careers are aligned. All right, moving on. I liked it. Doesn't sound like Brad liked it as much, but it was the highlight of the evening, at least from a rating standpoint. Yeah. Thought Steph and Sabrina lived up to the billing. Fittiger was going to be hard to do. Those They only got one round to shoot. Some had suggested that maybe you do a couple of rounds. I'm not buying into all that. I think there's a couple of ways you can go with this thing, and it ended up being perfect. What you couldn't have banked on, though, was the fact that uh, Ionescu would come out sizzle the way she did. She had 26 points. Like we said, that would have stood up in the three-point contest in that first round, uh, tied all the best shooters in that first round. And so uh, Sabrina, I thought, lived up to the billing. And then Steph, at one point, Sabrina started off hot, made her whole first rack. Looked like Steph's going to come up short. He caught on fire at the end of the competition, finished with 29, beat her by three. That uh, part of Saturday night's festivities peaked with 5.4 million viewers during that window. The whole night averaged 4.6 million viewers, which TNT said is up 31% on last year. Clearly, Steph and Sabrina uh, were a part of that. So, again, uh, doing the same thing, probably not going to work for you next year, but there, I, I feel like there's a way to adjust this. Maybe you go to uh, uh, two women, two the guys, Clark two goats, passer. Caitlin Clark. I think Reggie Miller kind of mentioned it. Yeah. I, I want to say I heard it from him. That sounds like a good one to me. Caitlin and Sabrina going against sure. Steph and Dame since they're sort of now, uh, you know, emeritus mm-hmm. when it comes to the three-point contest. Uh, way you can do that, people were, were, were watching – uh, so respect, Burger, to those two, especially for coming on cold like they did, having to watch the whole three-point contest and go out there themselves. All right, moving on back here locally uh, before the disrespect dog. My final respect, Burger, goes to a place you may not have heard of. I was there this weekend. In fact, I, I was all over every inch of the place. Uh, Monster Mini Golf. 
Oh. And Cordova. Tell me about Monster Mini Golf. It's on Trinity. It's new. I think they opened up in October. Okay. I mean, late October, early November. Went out there and had the kids' 10th birthday party yesterday. It was obviously oh, postponed. Chris's birthday, birthday was in late January, mm-hmm. but we couldn't have the party because of the snowstorm and everything else. So it had to be uh, postponed until yesterday. Had his entire basket, most of his basketball team out there, fourth grade basketball team out there. A couple of party rooms. They took great care of us. And again, this is a, a, a shout out because I don't know that many know that they're there. Uh, right there by McAllister's yeah. off Trinity, right there off Germantown the Parkway. The bank on the corner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice little spot. Had yeah. a great time. Uh, Shayla took great care of us. And, again, you should have seen me yesterday because you're trying to keep 15 to 16 <laughs> kids that are blowing through $10 cards like it's a piece of like it's a piece of gum. Rough. Blowing through those in two seconds. <laughs> so they're coming back to you saying, well, you got some more for me. You don't want them to have to go back to their parents to sure. get it. So, man, you should have seen me going God, back and forth to the out, register getting those cards. Yeah. Man, I must have had 15, 20, $10 cards. I mean, one point, the kids was all over me trying to get those Good cards. But you, a, a shout out to them, though, because that, yeah, Faith gets to sit in the party room and just gets to talk to all the moms mm-hmm. and be calm, get the cake ready and stuff. Yes. I have to actually be on the floor trying to make sure everybody's happy. But as I told myself when we got home and I went and checked how much I'd actually spent, yep. had to take a deep swallow on that. You only turn 10 once. It's these true. birthdays are it's only true. happening once. There will Amen. be a time very soon Amen. where we're not having these kinds of parties with the whole team there. Whole team signed his shirt. Oh, it's one of the beautiful. things they do. He'll always remember it. It ended up being good. But I appreciate the people out at Monster Mini Golf in Cordova. We did the laser tag. Probably going to be back for the mini golf. We didn't get a chance to do that yeah. this weekend, but they did a good job. And then to my respect, Burger, uh, before we get to uh, Jason Fitz, my excuse me, my disrespect, disrespect dog. dog I said my respect burger. Right. That was three, four respect right. burgers. You got it my disrespect there. dog goes to a guy we talked about earlier. I had him down. Mm-hmm. I thought Kenny Smith was ruining the proceedings this weekend uh, for the NBA All Star Game. A guy who's there and we've always looked to for, especially when he's on that TNT set with Charles and Shaq. A lot of times he is the voice of reason there. When Shaq and Charles start going back and forth, whatever else, we want to get a little bit more insight. Usually Kenny and Ernie will interrupt, bring us back yeah. down, settle us and everything else. And maybe he felt like he was in a different role with this crew that included him and Reggie. Was I think Candace was on the call yep. as well with those three. And he was just unhappy. He Bitter, seemed a little felt ornery. like. Yeah, and he, uh, he was, was ornery not Ornery is a good way to put it. Wasn't, wasn't very content with anything happening. I will say one moment where he had a little bit of a humbling was when he had to acknowledge not making an all-star game because I think that was a humbling moment. Yeah, when he but, had then, to, but then Shaq gave him the love because, as he pointed out, and that's what Chuck done had, he has championships, which matter more. Yeah, I mean, he tried to make – I think that was Shaq trying to be nice, I just, though. I, he's won a dunk contest, so he is an expert analyst on the dunk contest, but yesterday, the way he went on all those judges about Matt McClung's it was, first it was score rough. It was, was rough. crazy. And then the idea, okay, Sabrina should be shooting from her own line. Yeah. There's women's tees. There's men's that tees. That was uncomfortable. In the middle of the contest. Right, they're there. You know, I can understand that asking those questions before mm-hmm. we go in and everything else, but ruining it yep. that night and, you know, making it Riggs and Billie Jean King or something, it kind yeah, of it wasn't well, that. Why? Right, because, I, again, I she had performed so well. This was an instance where I thought she deserved credit for, yeah. a ton of credit for shooting from the men's line. Um, uh, she was fantastic. I think so, too. And so, for me, my disrespect dog uh, is for Kenny Smith. Again, I could give a secondary disrespect dog to Adam Silver. I just think, brother, what do you expect uh, with 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 some of the ways that you've sort of just let this go on now, no incentive, whether it's the All Star Game itself or the dunk contest, 
you know, you're getting moments where, you know, you're getting you're getting yeah. booze when you, you, you know, it's it's just an ugly moment. Again, it seems like they could throw money at the situation. So I, it's a pair of disrespect dogs for, for Kenny Smith and for, for Adam Silver. We, we had somebody on Twitter who was asking, have are any of the All-Star games, you know, sort of, you know, respect respectable these days? And I... I think the NBA has always been the best one because the, the MLB one is pretty decent. The home run contest is decent. But I think the All-Star game for the NBA has always been held up as sort of the, the gold standard still, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Has Major League Baseball passed it? As few that watch Major League Baseball now, you probably say yeah, uh, no from a rating standpoint. But I just in terms of the guys seem to still play hard. Guys yeah. seem to still you, – you had just guys standing around yesterday. They're smiling. Telling themselves, "Hey, we're not getting hurt. Uh, we're making sure Halliburton's taken care of in front of his own people." But you know, it it there there was just nothing attractive about that game, and you, no. you could hear the disappointment in Silver's uh, when when he, yeah. when he's awarding. Hey, you guys broke the scoring record. Yay. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> and and again, this is after he had gone out. Probably felt like what he felt like after Jock goes up, tells him, "I got this." You know, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you had you thought you were going to have a competitive game, you didn't. And uh, frankly, you had boos because Lillard won the MVP over Halliburton. There was that booing moment. Just this is a bad look. I like your idea though of making it an exhibition where it's a talent feed driven thing. You're paying and incentivizing that way to get out there and perform, and everything is incentivized. I mean, that's because otherwise, like I was seeing Brandon Clark was in literally was in like Cabo with Jaron. I think and they were tweeting pictures from the, the boat. And I'm like, I could see where it'd probably be a little more fun being there than it would be in cold Indianapolis right kudos, now. Kudos to Jalen Brown though for what he did. Not not the dunks themselves. Thought you know they're they're yeah. He didn't have to do that. There, there wasn't anything great in those in those dunks, but the the stepping out, the being the first. I'm going to be the all star. That's not a word about embarrassing myself. Because right. if you go on social media, he is. He's getting absolutely lit up, and that's why most of these stars haven't done it. He's not worried about it. But again, maybe he opened the door because a performance like that from an all star. Well, maybe you have a job that's man. I can go in there and do that thing now a lot I'm better. Do this. Here, yeah. Silver saying, "Here's a million, five million to go do it. Whatever that number is." You go out there and you have something exciting, something that could really cap off the night. Right. Again, Ant Edwards versus John Morant in a dunk contest would be something we would all tune in for. As far as the All-Star game, I don't know how you fix that thing, uh, how you get more uh, other than just throwing cash at it. Yep. There's no need to you know, make it a three-on-three three or all that. You've target got a, score and all that stuff. I don't know. The target score seemed to help with the... Uh, yeah, Silver was saying that the players wanted it this way as opposed to a target score in a couple of interviews. I don't know if that's true or not, but it feels like a target score would help. Seemed that. like it was more competitive. It did seem more when competitive you, when, than you, this when year. you had that. Yeah, uh, changes must be made. Uh, sort of like we've said with the situation in Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Adam Silver's got changes he needs to make with All Star Weekend. If you're going to get the most or the yeah. most you can get at this point with that thing, maybe just maybe some of it's just run its course. You know, but again, you have to have All Stars. Some of these guys. Obviously, with the CBA and everything else, you're getting paid off of that. They're not going to say, no, nah, I don't want to be an all-star and everything else. It still matters in contracts and everything else. So you got to find a way to make the weekend unique again, make it fun, make it attractive. Steph and Sabrina thing, pretty good. Need to work on your dunk contest and your game. Uh, before we get to Jason Fitz, I want to tell you, you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. You got quick bets. You got live same game parlays that FanDuel does, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash Jay Smith. Shoot your shot. 
of FanDuel. It's only on FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 789. Jason Fitz, so kind to join us every Monday. Covers football for Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports Radio host as well. Literally one of the most talented human beings we know. You can follow him on X at Jason Fitz. He joins us now. Fitzy, we didn't get to catch up on Super Bowl with you, so I got some questions and NFL offseason stuff, plenty of that to get to. But I just got to, real quick, just because we're coming off of it, anything out of All-Star weekend worth keeping? Is there something drastically needs change before you move on? Looks like that game was a real stinker, particularly to a, a commissioner who thought it was going to be more competitive. Uh, is there anything you can do about the game other as when, or other than, as Winhorse said, throw you know, incentivize it with more money. What what do you do to fix? I think honestly, the problem is more money doesn't work. I mean, nope. if you're Steph, you're making fifty one million dollars a year, right? So, like, what 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 kind of money would you have to give? This isn't like the playing tournament. Everybody on that team is making a massive That's amount, fair. right? So, how much are you going to give somebody that really makes them care that much about the game? So, like, honestly, I think this is one of those moments where. As fans, we're looking to the NBA to fix it. I, I honestly think if fans hate it as much as it seems like they do on social media, stop consuming it. I, I, I mean, and I'm not just talking about the game. I'm talking about everything around the game because, you know, there are companies, Yahoo sent our entire social media department out to cover the game. Why? Because people click on all of the images of what they wore and mm-hmm. how they wore it and then some of the big highlights from it. Like every single time any of us click on anything resulting or around the All-Star game, we're making the companies and the NBA money. And as long as they're making money, they're not going to fix it. Like there's no way to fix it. You can't – I don't think you can incentivize it. So if we want it to just go away, then we need to just stop – Watching it, clicking on it, watching any highlight around it, which is easier said than done, because everybody 
Everybody wants the NBA to come in and fix it, but realistically, we're the problem because we consume it at, at a level where they're still making money. Yeah, and and you make a great point about you know the difference between it and the end season. And on that, you've got guys at the back end of rosters who that that money really helps. But I mean, do we really think? Um, you know, that, that millionaires don't like more, that there isn't a number that does at least make it a little bit better than just letting guys walk past you? I mean, I, 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 maybe it's not that simple, Fitzy. Maybe, maybe you're right. I, I'm just I'm not in a point where I'm ready to say erase the whole thing. And when Wendy's coming on, you know, as many times as he talks to folks and says, man, all you got to do is, is, is put up a check, like a real check, and these guys will play. Uh, even if they're vets, millionaires, millionaires still like money as far as I know. I mean, yes, you're right about that. And maybe there is, what, what would it have to be, $10 million to a Some a number, right. It's just at, guess, right. outrageous to us. Like, right. But, you know, the other side of it is, like, if you really want to incentivize defense, then every stop, like, like that would be my create financial solution is every possession that doesn't result in a bucket for the other team, then money goes into piggy bank, kind of like squid games. Ah, like money falls into hey, that's yeah. fascinating. The other team from yeah. scoring. Okay. And at the end of the game, the winning See? team gets this, like, let's, let's say it's a million dollars a stop. Like, we're going to get some defense then, and then everybody all of a sudden at the end splits that. Ooh, now we'd be talking. Yeah. Now, and, and listen, I, there's that. I, I think that's an actually a great idea when you can actually see the see the cat. And then, and then we had Ja tweeting yesterday morning, you know, and maybe he's just teasing us, but I, I'll ask the question, do you think there's a possibility that Jalen Brown perhaps opened the door? I know that's what he was trying to do. And listen, he's taking a lot of grief on social media about some of his dunks, but at least that's what I told Brad. You know, an all-star went out there, took that, put his uh, put his rep on the line. You think there's any chance we can get more of those, whether it's for money or just folks following Jalen Brown's lead? I do think, Fitzy, even if it's all the same old dunks, if it's John Moran and Anthony Edwards doing it, we're watching. No, 100%. The names matter more than the actual dunks in the moment because, let's face it, you, you turn on to see particular players do it. And what I liked about the way Jalen did it is, like, he had fun. Like, the glove that we keep talking about, like, at least that was a fun, different approach. Yep. You know what I mean? So I'll take that all day. And, and, yeah, if we really want people to gravitate towards the dunk contest, two things have to happen. You, you can't have Mac McClung uh, be the winner every year because, like, that just feels weird. And then yep. the other part of it is we as a society – Got to get impressed by things again. Like somebody jumping at this point, I feel like you could jump over a, a ten-story building and somebody be like, "Yeah, I don't know, he had a big running start." Or you just—it's it, it, funny to me how many players were props and like I don't know what else we want, you know, athletes to do in these situations. We as a society are too numb to the greatness of the dunks that they do most of the time. So again, I, I put like some of us—we got to just come in like and just start to erupt at some of what we see and, and be impressed by it. Uh, KC, this offseason, feels like you keep Chris Jones, you can stay right where you are. Is is it as simple as that? Yeah, it really is. And, like, part of the reason it's as simple as that is that, frankly, it's a little bit, look, what are their weaknesses, right? You could argue that their weaknesses were offensive line in some situations and definitely wide receiver two of the deepest positions in this year's draft are offensive line and wide receiver. You're going to be able to get day one starters in the second round in both of those. So part of what makes this a glorious time for Kansas city is that, you know, they just won a super bowl with the, the highest salary cap number in the NFL belonging to Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, you've got a team that didn't have a clear cut. Number one that had an iffy offensive line and had a quarterback chewing up more salary cap space than any other player in the league. And you won a super bowl with that team. So like, if you're, 
if you're Kansas City, you're trying to protect the few things that you know you have to protect. And, yeah, he's one of them. I mean, why not pay him whatever it takes to keep him? Because his disruption up the middle is really what, what won the Super Bowl for the yep. Chiefs in the end. So, yeah, I think they're in a great situation to three-peat, honestly. And, you know, and part of that's just because this year looks so bad at times and they still hoisted the Lombardi when it was all said and done. How much uh... – Scrutiny should Shanahan, and obviously we've been through a little bit of this, but I, I, I'm, I'm eager to get your take. How much scrutiny should there be on Shanahan? Obviously, Wilkes takes the hit, and in some areas, the defense obviously took a step back, but I thought their offense and not running off from KC when you had them discombobulated was sort of the, the key there. And then, of course, the decision on Shanahan. How much uh, scrutiny should he be facing in terms of criticism? I think some. But honestly, I had less problem with Shanahan in this Super Bowl than any of the others. And I know everybody keeps talking about the overtime decision. I'll be clear. I tweeted out immediately when it happened, and I didn't even realize it was going to be controversial. Uh, I tweeted out I would have taken the ball first, too. And I realized that, you know, it's about a 50-50 analytics proposition on taking the ball first. But all I thought right away was my very first thought before any time to digest any of it was, man, if we both score – then you're going to give Mahomes the ball first on sudden death. And there's no chance I ever want Mahomes to have the ball first in sudden death. So to me, I understand everybody says, well, you want to know what you're going for. Okay, well, your defense gave up one touchdown the entire game. It was on a short field after a punt issue, right? So, like, I I think saying that, hey, all we got to do is get three points and we feel feel pretty good that we can get to sudden death, I I don't think that was a a crazy logic. So I actually – sat there with Shanahan as it went down and said, okay, that makes sense. And some of the play calls people are yelling at. I mean, I go back to watch inside the NFL on the big play uh, at the two-minute warning, right after the two-minute warning when they threw the ball, and you hear Shanahan screaming to Brock Purdy, Christian, 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 because he was open. And it's like the, the, the route was called for his best player to get the ball. It's just the quarterback didn't send it there. So, like, it's not Shanahan's fault that somebody misses an extra point or that, you know, the quarterback misses the the guy on the route that he should have gone to or that a ball weirdly bounces off the back heel of one of their uh, pup lock guys. Like, it's just uh, the, the number of variables that happen. It's not Shanahan's fault that the offensive line screws up the protection, and they've been honest about that in overtime on what would have been an easy touchdown toss. So, you know, I, I think, and then even presuming that the, the Chiefs would have gone for two, the Chiefs didn't go for two a single time all season. So if Shanahan presumes that they're not going to go for two and then they do, okay, that's a hill I would die on. So I, I think the players were more the issue than Shanahan was in that game. That's interesting. And, and you, you lay it all out. Uh, uh, very well, and, and almost to a point where I'm willing to go there. But I, that that's my issue, is that don't you have to play out all the scenarios? Don't you, even if the Chiefs haven't done it all season long, have to say, well, that's the GOAT. And the idea that he would give me the ball back, you know, instead of going for two at that point. Chris Jones said that was the plan. I believed him. You you sound like you're a little hesitant to go there with the Chiefs, that that was always going to be the plan, them going for two if they tied. If it's that I mean, logic, it's really easy to say that. Like, it's really easy to say you would have done that in that situation. But also, like, if I'm the 49ers, I, like, I know the defense hadn't played well in the playoffs. They played well in the Super Bowl. They had the, the like I said, the one touchdown drive, the long drive at the end of the game, which I think also factors into why you want the ball first because you want to rest your defense to give yourself some sort of a shot there. But you know, I feel like at some point, do you trust your defense to be able to make a? All you got to do is keep out of the end zone. And you see sudden death. And if there's a touchdown, all you got to do is top them on one two point conversion, and you win the Super Bowl. Like in this defense with that talent, you should be able to trust your defense in that situation to make one play. I, it's alarming to me that when the when it really came down to it, 
I thought the defense played really poorly in overtime. Well, I mean, losing Greenlaw was was a, was a huge blow, uh, obviously huge. for that huge. for that Forty ers D. We're talking, of course, uh, to Jason Fitz of Yahoo Sports and Fox Sports Radio. All right, I'll turn you to your own situation. What are the Raiders going to do at quarterback? I have no idea. I think you know. I I will say this: spending time at the Super Bowl. I've been convinced, and I've said here repeatedly that no team in the top three will take anything, including your Bears. I don't think I don't think there's any shot that the Bears trade the number one overall pick. That being said, I had three or four different people that do good work at the Super Bowl tell me that the number three pick from New England is out there on the market. Like they're, they mm. they are listening to offers. So the, I walked away from the Vegas experience thinking, man, somebody's going to give up a king's ransom to move to number three and get whatever, you know, the third, the, the last remaining of the top three quarterbacks are like, I, I think that this is a, a glorious situation for the bears where they get to pick whichever one they want the most. And then, you know, we'll start to see where it plays from there. But I, I'll tell you, like, no matter what team you're a fan of, if you went up with Drake may Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels out of this draft, you feel like you, you took a shot at getting your guy. And I just think, Right now, in this version, what we just learned in the Super Bowl, we just learned that the best player in the world will beat the best team in the world. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's just fact. So if you're taking on the best player in the world for the next 10 to 12 years, which is pretty reasonable, I, I don't know that you can beat the best player in the world without having somebody that you can trust to duel with him. And, and that means, you know, what, what do we have? Josh Allen, Joe Burrow are maybe the only two guys that have been proven even qualified to do that so far. So you got to be trying to get a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow or – you don't stand a chance in this process. So I think the Raiders will be aggressive. I, I wonder if the, the pick number three is the one that comes up for grabs. But I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes three number ones, four number ones, and a couple of twos to get up there. Like, yeah. it's going to be that big. That's what I did. I would present you that scenario. You, you, you mentioned it. Bears guy, you're on the draft trying to figure out the best way to maximize it. Just this one scenario, if you're the Bears and you're not convinced on Caleb, and you do, th- let's just use Jaden Daniels. That's the guy I've sort of said I've fallen in love with. If the Bears ended up with him, I'd be fine with it. We'll see how it goes. But if Washington was willing to to come up there and get Caleb, throw you two first-rounders, because you're not going to take a player like you did with Carolina and D.J. Moore. You're going to take two first, their next two first-rounders to drop down to their spot so they can come up and get the hometown guy, Caleb. Would you do that, whether it's Jaden or Drake? If you're getting the two future first-rounders of Washington with a Caleb Williams as the quarterback, would you take it and move down the one spot? Yeah. Um, if, I, if I evaluate quarterbacks and feel like there's not much difference between the mm-hmm. top three, then I'll move. I just won't move below three. Like that's of the course. easiest. Like I'm with you. Uh, I, I move with New England or with Washington, and I think it's 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 smart to do that. Like if if I if I've done my homework on Caleb, and I do think that there are real questions about Caleb that didn't exist a year ago. That's what mm-hmm. happens when you get more film on somebody, yeah. right? Like yep. so, if there are questions for Caleb, or you're not in love with Drake, or you feel like, man, I'd be happy with any of the three of them. I don't really care which one we get. Then yeah, you sell you sell it sell the house. And you move down one or two picks, and, uh, and that way you you sell Washington on hey, put Kingsbury with Caleb Williams. Like that's what you're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Have we seen the end of Bill Belichick, or will he be back after a season out? I feel like after a season out, he comes back maybe. But what did we just learn? Like the fact that some people that nobody really even wanted to interview. I, I mean that's that's pretty stunning to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not stunned it didn't work in Atlanta because. The people I talked to that know the Falcons well thought that it wasn't a great fit from the outset. So I'm not I'm not shocked by that. I am shocked that that you know, look, Washington was left at the altar. Didn't even call him to take an interview. Like I, I'm a little surprised you don't want to at least pick the brain of a great coach. So 
I wonder if he gets comfy in that TV role because God knows he's going to end up on television like Saban, right? He's going to make a lot of money to be on TV. I just wonder if, you know, Bill doesn't end up preferring that life. But I don't know. I could also see, you know, the Cowboys, for example, move on from McCarthy next year and Bill comes in for one year with the coach in waiting sort of there to help yeah. uh, help keep the keep the dream alive. How about the Titans? What do you think of the, uh, the move to get Callahan? What are you thinking? Total crapshoot. Like, I, I just... Like I'd love There's to no way tell to know, everybody right? that we yeah. know or don't know. Like, yeah, and like we have no idea what this guy's going to be like as a head coach. I think right now the Titans are in a very interesting situation though because they are picking high enough that you know if if they don't love Will Levis, if the new regime doesn't love Will Levis, mm-hmm. they could try and make a move or they can stay right where they are and likely end up with. I mean, there are two or three wide receivers that are epic day one starters. There's some great offensive linemen. So, you know, you're going to be sitting in a situation where you can pick a great player, take a one-year flyer on Will Levis, Will Levis, and then see, you know, hey, do we want to take a quarterback next year if things aren't going well? So I can see that logic. But I, I think what the Titans have told you is that they are in absolute complete rebuild mode. And that to me means you got two or three years of tough football ahead of you before you actually figure out what, what it's going to look like. And Man, that's a tough spot to be. Now, welcome to the revolving door, because once you start that revolving door, man, it is tough to get out of the basement. And then last thing I got for you, is there a situation or, or a team that's got an opening or maybe a quarterback we're not sure on, whether it's Pittsburgh or Atlanta, a spot that you say, okay, Justin Fields there, I can get down with that, I trust it. Maybe if you can make anything out of them, they'll do it there. Is there a spot for him? Yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta like is, is a great like opportunity for him because there's there's just so much there that works for him, you know. And and I still think Justin Fields can be a good quarterback, right? Like I'm not saying Justin Fields can go out and go out and be the next Patrick Mahomes, but I still think he can be a pretty high level starter. I just think you've got to get him around the right situation, and you've got to get get him around somebody that's going to make him feel comfortable. What do we just see? Like I yeah. talked to Baker at the Super Bowl, and one thing that Baker talked about to me pretty extensively was that like. It's just getting to Tampa Bay for him to just feel like, hey, you know, here I matter. I'm good. Everybody's good with me. They're comfortable. Like he got comfortable with them. I, I'd say we could see the same thing in a couple of different spots in the quarterback position, like Jared Goff, like feels comfortable and the Lions find a way to work around him. Like, I think you just need somebody that knows how to make Justin Fields comfortable and you'll get a good starter out of it. And a good starter is better than what Atlanta has right now. They got a ton of weapons. They just need a decent quarterback. I think he can be that. Yeah. Oh, I'd definitely put it on the bears and, and just having no plan. You're throwing different OCs at him, you know, lame duck coach and, where they are now. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm actually rooting for him. I'm actually rooting for him to do well in another situation. Um, and who knows? Bears may ruin the next one. Uh, Fitzy, they, you know, Trubisky you could have got more out of, and certainly with Justin Fields. So may not matter which quarterback it is. Bears may just uh, may screw it up. Man, appreciate you uh, joining us, man. John's out with the, uh, with the newborn, uh, but I'll send him your love, brother. Yeah, send him my love and tell him it's not too late to change the birth certificate. Jason is a well underused uh, first name. Like, we should just go with Jason. It used to be overused. Now it's underused. Let's go. Let's just bring another Jason into the world. Appreciate you, Fitz. Have a great week, brother. Appreciate you, brother. He is Jason Fitz. You can follow him on X at Jason Fitz. Uh, Covers football for Yahoo Sports. Also, Fox Sports Radio host does a great job. Can weigh in on anything and uh and everything there's no question about it and usually rightly so i still think uh i, I disagree with him on shanahan i think with the uh with the with where we are 
you had to you had to get that ball last. He had an interesting idea though on the All Star game, a little spin on our idea, which was incentivizing almost like on a possession to possession basis. Like yes. if you score, you get money. That's an interesting thought. And if you can't get the uh, you know the older guys to buy into that, maybe some of these new guys will. You know the yeah. Anthony Edwards types that have never seen a competitive or anything else. Maybe it gets a little more so. And again, like you said, then you start the trend of yeah. guys caring. Usually seeing a big old piggy bank of money. Yes. Man will do it, you know. You see that, I, I you see agree that with cash. what you're saying, though. Usually, even millionaires love making a million bucks as an appearance fee. There's a reason why they're doing these shoe deals. Well, and, and there, there's always a number. Yeah, I'm just always I, there, a number. There is always a number, always even a number. with millionaires. Absolutely. And the NBA's got it to give. Well, that's why they gamble on the on the floor. We saw it during the All Star game. They're mm-hmm. they're betting each other. Yeah, there's no question about it. Twenty five thousand dollars on, and on that, Miss. And that's nothing for for some of those players. Nah, that, that was that was the winning money for uh, for Matherin in that in, yeah, in that, that uh, uh, Rising skills. Stars challenge. Okay, that, that one was, a, was. Yeah. the skills was later on. Um, but yeah, twenty five thousand dollar bet right there. People love gambling. We see it here. I mean, they love gambling, so why not incentivize it? Yep. No, my partner loves it uh, as he, well. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, and we may be. You know, he he should be rejoining us here soon. I'm hearing he goes such. Takes the uh, eventual paternity leave, but we'll we'll hold it down for him while he's not. And while we do that, we'll take a break before handing you off to Giannato and Jeffrey. Listen to Jason John nine two nine FM. Yes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. the Grizzlies won't be back in action until Friday, uh, coming off the All-Star break. I think action resumes in the NBA on Thursday, and Grizzlies are back at it on Friday. Tigers will be back at it on Wednesday. Brad mentioned it against a Charlotte team. It's pretty good. Won 11 out of 12 in second place right now in the AAC. You make an argument they should have beaten South Florida, and they'd sit be, it'd be sitting pretty right now with just one loss in the tiebreaker over South Florida. Charlotte team's legit. Uh, Ken Palm th- does have it, though, as a 75-70 Memphis win. And then you've got, you know, at one point, a game that we had circled and said these are the, the first of two big ones in the AAC, Memphis versus Florida Atlantic. That game Sunday, obviously down at FedEx Forum, too. And my, 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 has, you know, the perception of that game changed. Um, Florida Atlantic yesterday was getting run off the floor yeah. before they came back and tightened it up but ended up losing – at South Florida, 90 to 86 at one point. I mean, they were down 20-something points in that one. Wow. South Florida just continues to dominate this conference. Uh, sitting here at 12-1 and right now, 19-5. and And no, they don't have the non-conference resume right now to say, hey, we should be, uh, we should be getting that large love. But with what they've done in the America and the way they've run it and now beaten Memphis and Florida Atlantic, 
I think at some point they start getting in that conversation. And again, yesterday's win over Florida Atlantic helps you do that. You know, they keep uh, they run the table the rest of the way. Uh, Tiger's schedule actually looks tough for them considering how they're playing. Uh, now. It's, t- it's two tough ones. You're projected again, as we said, to beat Charlotte, but Florida Atlantic, uh, Kim Palm's got as a two point loss. So there's a possibility that's going to be a pick 'em, slight favorite against Charlotte. These teams are good. You know, you just lost to two decent teams this week. So going to be tough for the Tigers. Some changes got to happen. Uh, thank you to our guest today, Jason Fitz. Make sure you stay tuned for Giannotto and Jeffrey. We'll see you back here tomorrow for Brad. I'm Jason. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.